Crypto, Mama Podcast, Fear the Thunder, and the Lightning Thunder. Welcome to Natural Mama's Christine Podcast. That used to be your favorite band, right? Oh my gosh, you know what? I'm going to tell you something. That song sucks. (laughs) They got, like, every song is just the course is just the title of the song now. yeah yeah that's all it is and literally the if you don't know what we're talking about the, the magic Dra- dragons thunder song where the chorus literally Sing goes thunder feel the thunder <laughs> lightning and the thunder that's the entire chorus it's the stupidest song and 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 i will say this they're making a lot of money off that yeah, song. They, they sure are and it's on like <laughs> the microsoft laptop commercials and all that sort of stuff but uh, so they're definitely making money for it but uh th- when they first came out i kind of i kind of I, I, I remember them. you sending like hey check out this band yeah i listened cool. and i kind of liked it and uh we saw them in concert even yeah and then, but i remember them thinking yeah. they weren't that good in concert yeah they were like well they were good but like they, they were doing the stuff with like these other drums and percussion yeah that was like oh that's cool and then the, t- the second song, the same thing. Yeah. Third song, same. Like literally, I was like, "Oh, every concert. every song they end with a percussion solo." And I'm a drummer, so I at first thought it was cool. I was like, "All right, this is getting old yeah. quick." Yeah, it was. Yeah, anyways, and well, it was right after we saw Fun. Who it was of, fun? Yeah, they were great. Pun intended. <laughs> a lot of people don't like them, and I understand why. But um, when we saw them they live, were they were really great. entertaining. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care what you say. But uh, but anyways, uh, this isn't a episode about Imagine Dragons and how terrible they are now, but instead... Did you finish the intro? Oh, welcome <laughs> to Not Your Mama's Crush Podcast. Crush Podcast that doesn't take itself too seriously. Gosh, you're I'm so, your host, You're Shane. so bad at this. Eric, you've gotten really bad you, at this. I got so distracted because I was so mad at Imagine Dragons. <laughs> because, yeah, you, they, that was your favorite band. <laughs> they were now my favorite band. It was band. Creed, Creed, Imagine yeah, Dragons, Creed. Hey, DC I, Talk. Th- that was your order. <laughs> <laughs> we still got to have a Scott Stat party. <laughs> I'm not coming. Come on. Nope. Come on. It'll be doing. fun. All right, I'll come. Leather pants, wife beaters, listening to Creed all night. Yep. Your arms wide open. Yep. Yep. That'd be a be a blast. Would you would you uh get into this last weekend? Actually the same thing that you got into this past weekend, just not in the same location. Oh yeah. We both uh, had some weddings this past weekend. Well, I guess We the, officiated yeah, weddings. Officiated weddings. Well <laughs> the the couple that I officiate a wedding for um, we there. I know the guy from Fantasy Football. It's the only reason I know him, mm-hmm. and they only asked me because they asked you first, <laughs> and, and you both. already had a wedding. I'm I'm a very popular so, wedding. I was, I was like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> I was the second string. Yeah, yeah, they called me, and and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm booked, and I I hate to do this to you, but I'm gonna have to pass you off to my brother. <laughs> and they went, oh, there yeah. anyway. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll double your pay. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, how, how'd yours go? It was good. It was a lot of fun, and the weather was good. It's, Did you mess you, it up? No. <laughs> whenever you do a wedding in October, which I've done a few now, mm-hmm. um, you never know what you're going to get. Like was weather that out, wise, was that outdoor, outdoor wedding? Um, and it was warm. Like it was yeah, like eighty degrees. Uh, but every, and I, I've done I think like three weddings in October, and they've all been outside, and they've all had great weather. But one of these times, I'm going to do one in October, and it's going to be like freezing. Yeah, I have not. I've been to many outdoor weddings at this point and there's only one outdoor wedding that i went to that it <laughs> rained and it was mine yeah yeah so every and time it was, and it poured yeah so one of one of my jokes when i do the fishing is that you had a beautiful day and my my wedding day it rained which was after outdoor wedding so i'm kind of hate you guys right now but right. i'm happy for you something like that some yeah. stupid joke like that well i'm, try, I'm, I try I'm to sure put that some, land <laughs> it does <laughs> <laughs> i have a couple jokes in there that land pretty well yeah yeah but the wedding i was at Normally Erica comes with me, but with 
with our kids. It was a three o'clock wedding. It was an hour away. Mm-hmm. So I had to be there like two, two fifteen. So right. I had to leave at like one. By the time we got home, like we couldn't, it was, we're like, we can't really, we're trying, we're stressed out trying to find a babysitter. Yeah. So she was like, I just, I was like, just not, don't go. And I'll just go by myself. And it was the first wedding I've ever been to where I went. You're one of those people, huh? What? Where where they think that another person's coming and they pay for yeah, that person. Yeah, no, but it wasn't me. It wasn't Erica. It was my, it was Uncle Randy. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Randy was supposed to be there <laughs> and he couldn't come. So that was like, I'll just bring Erica. And then, uh, and then with that, she just couldn't, couldn't do it. So, but I was there and right when it was over, I was like, oh crap, I know nobody at this wedding. <laughs> I know the groom and the bride, but they're no, yeah. they know everybody. So I literally, first thing I did is I walked to my car after the ceremony was over. I walked to my car and I put my stuff back in the car, my notes and whatever. And then I called Erica mm. and I was like, hey, so what, what are you, what are you doing? He's <laughs> like, I'm, I'm doing, I'm grading. I was like, okay, well, I really don't have anyone to talk to. So I was going to talk. She's like, I can't You're talk. You're so right needy. I, there was not one person, like I could have, there was like Eric, three people I kind of knew. This is at least end. normally you have at least one person, yeah. your wife, that you can go to that at least you have you two. I had no one. Eric, that was a ministry opportunity that you missed out on. No, because I she wouldn't talk to me. So I had to go back. I didn't just stay in my car. So I went back and uh-huh. I went to like where they were kind of taking pictures because there were some, some girlfriends around there. So I was like hanging out with the girlfriends. It was me and the girls hanging yeah. out. Like I figured yeah. it out, but it was very awkward at first because I had no one to talk, not one right, person to right. talk to. So, well, at the wedding that I was at, I knew more people at this one and uh, and, and it was it was really fun. And my wife was there uh, because I have, a, I have a great wife. Oh, Eric is going to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> I actually the one who told her not to come. <laughs> and so, uh, so we were there, but catch this. Do you remember? Catch this. But get, get it, get it. Hey, hey guys, listen to this listen, one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dun, dun, feel the dun. So um, while I was at this wedding, do you remember um, a few a few months ago when Topper R.I.P. Uh, was talking about? He's not dead. He's just he's just not. Here pour anymore. some soda out. Yeah. <laughs> um, when Topper talked about when he was out at a restaurant and somebody came up to him and said, "Hey, are you Eric Topper from Not Your Mama's Christian yeah, Party?" Yeah, yeah, I remember, I remember that, that. that girl. And then do you remember that out. listener? Yep, they do. <laughs> I heard them. This is a blues clues, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> and so, anyways, um, I was at this wedding, and that girl was at this wedding. She's a stalker. Yeah. So I was like, Emily. That's her name, Emily. I found out, and I was like, you just what? You just you just trying to find us wherever we go? <laughs> she hasn't found me yet. Well, there's reason for that because you're not a host. <laughs> I'm gonna punch you in the face so hard. <laughs> but anyways, so I'm at this. We're at this wedding, and I was standing there with my wife, and and she and this and Emily walked up to us and was like, "Hey, you're Shane from Not Your Mom's Christian Podcast, right?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> and she was like, "I am the girl that came up and talked <laughs> oh, to Topper because we also like." We're like asking for this mystery girl to reach yeah, out to right, us. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, and it took like a week for her to reach out. Right, right. And yeah. like, it's me. Yeah, yeah. That was so funny. And so, and so I was like, oh I my god, goodness. we made a big deal about that. Yeah, I was like, are you serious? I was like, I'm going to talk about you on the next <laughs> podcast. And but then as we were like talking more, she was super nice, and she's actually married to somebody that we played sports with growing up at okay. uh, in uh, little league and all those sort of things. And so, and that's how I knew the couple that, that the wedding was for. So there's actually like a few mutual friends but she didn't know us or anything like that she just uh somebody told her to listen to the podcast and so she did and she didn't even know that we were like local to her area because we're in maryland yeah and um and so then she heard us talking about some baltimore stuff and she said that then she she looked us up and she was like i just recognized our faces just from 
you know, probably whatever. And, well, one uh, day I'll probably run into her and she'll get the hat trick. Yeah. yeah. Host. And then yeah. she can tell us which host was her favorite well, from, from meeting. We all know the order. <laughs> well, be Topper. <laughs> we don't know that. She you. hasn't met me yet. We know. She, I'm, we know. I might, I, I might like Eric, really, Eric. I might buy her like something Eric. like, Hey, I've been waiting. Here's, here's your, I'll probably creep desperate, her out actually. <laughs> Jeez. And so, um, but as, as we were talking she was like, yeah, I, I didn't. So I didn't know if, uh, if she actually still listened mm-hmm. and I didn't, want to like ask her so um so as we were talking and and i didn't want to bring up anything else that we've said in other episodes because i didn't want to make her feel awkward if she like like, stopped listening listening. you know what i mean (laughs) and so but then she started talking about like our latest episode and stuff so it's like wow she actually still listens so if i ever meet her i'm gonna like she better say something about a latest episode. Yeah, yeah. So oh, now we'll know. Yeah. Emily, now you have to listen to <laughs> every, every week, every in episode. In case you run into us at like Giant or something. <laughs> yeah, just in case. So I thought that that was kind so of funny. When, kind uh, of so you did a wedding. When you do weddings, yeah. um, do you have like requirements for people? Because mm-hmm. sometimes we do yeah. weddings for people that are friends and sometimes mm-hmm. we do weddings for people that we don't know as well that yeah. just need an officiant. What are your requirements when you do a wedding? Uh, well, I mean, I, I always do premarital counseling. And do you require that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't done I did one too. With that. Well, actually, the first wedding that I ever did, I didn't require premarital counseling because I was like twenty-one you didn't know how to do at it. the time, and I wasn't married, and I just felt weird doing it. And so I said, if you could get somebody else to do, how the do you counseling. do? You use something for premarital counseling? You just, um, I now since I've done so many, uh, I kind of have. It's like a smorgasbord of counseling that I've put together from oh, I've okay. taken from other things and other books yeah, yeah. and and a survey and yeah. like uh, all those sort of things. Um, and so it, but I'm also very laid back about it. And it's just meant to be more of a conversation yeah. than like a structured. Yeah, well, I have a assessment thing that they fill out. It yeah, costs like fifty too. bucks extra mm-hmm. to do that, but I kind of require them to do it. Yeah, because yeah. my wife and I did it, and we loved it, and then we just go off that and we talk. It brings up like a ton of stuff. Right. So right. we've had some of those means we've talked about it. Yeah. Where like. Because they just answer truthfully, mm-hmm. and like we'll bring up stuff, and sometimes it gets a little heated, and like yeah, oh yeah, because because you want them to talk about things like if they have bad communication mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. they don't know how to handle conflict correctly, yeah. you need to talk about it now because you're going to figure it out yeah. if you Most, haven't already figured it out. The biggest thing that I talk about in premarital counseling is conflict resolution. Yeah, because if you, if, it's if, inevitable. If you have co- good communication and good conflict resolution, then. You can get through a lot of stuff in a marriage. If yeah. you have bad ones of those, then every little thing is terrible. Yeah. So you need to get... That's like the number... I always tell them, no matter how good you are at this, you need to continue to work on it. Right. Um, yeah, because I do the same thing because um, it's very easy when you get married to put all this energy and time and money and focus just on the ceremony, which is great. I understand why you do yeah. it. We do the same thing, but the ceremony is one day. Mm-hmm. That's it. And that's, and that's what I talk about in the wedding ceremony. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> but the rest of your life, you need to keep fighting for it and you need to keep yeah. working towards it. Like it's not, it's not like you got to the finish line when you get married. So right, right. I always say you need to do something else. You need to have things prepared to keep going mm-hmm. um, because it's only going to get harder from here. Yeah. The, t- the wedding, I think it's, I don't think exactly how I say it at ceremonies. Um, the wedding is, shows, Oh no! What? How do I say it? Oh, Eric, this is, this is what intern. I do. This is what I do. <laughs> I went. I go. And uh, oh, what, what is, is it? Uh, how do I? Do Basically, this? I say the the wedding day shows you're you're expressing your love, mm-hmm. but the rest of your life is how you show your love. Yeah, that's that's, that's my line. Mm-hmm. So I normally it take it's a lot quicker to say it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully sure you're a little bit more prepared. <laughs> yeah, uh, but have you ever like done premarital counseling with a couple and and you've been like this couple is could be in trouble. I've done, never thought that, but I've done premarital counseling where I was like, this couple needs to do a lot of work. Yeah. 
Um, and then I've done premarital accounts for people that are like they're they're looking pretty good right now. Mm-hmm. But like for example, this assessment thing, it, it tells you what you're what in in each category. Um, communication, conflict resolution, finances, yeah. sexual ex- expectations, spirituality, a bunch of different things. How much you're in common. Mm-hmm. So the more in common you are, that's a possible strength area because if you're in common, you don't really worry yeah. about. But yeah. if you're different, not saying anyone's, anyone's right or wrong, then it's a growth area. Mm-hmm. So when Eric and I did it, all of ours was a high strength or um, a possible strength. So we're all very high. We're like, oh, we're really good at this. And then we realized after a year or two, they were like, oh, we were just still in the honeymoon phase because yeah. we had only been dating for six months before I got engaged and then we only were engaged for eight months. Yeah. So we were maybe a year and five months in when we took that assessment. So we were still like, everything was perfect. Right. So we took it now, it probably wouldn't be the same because we've done more life together yeah. now. So it all kind of depends on that. Right. The, when it's really high, I always think they weren't answering as truthfully as they possibly yeah, should have. Yeah, because no couple is perfect. But I'm thankful I, I haven't had counseling with a couple where I've been like, uh, I don't know. Like about major, this. major red yeah, flags. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know what I would do in a situation because uh, you have to be honest. Uh, that's yeah. why they're doing premarital counseling. But like, and so you would have to talk about a lot of things. And uh, I know of pastors who have gone through premarital counseling and have told the couple, I don't think you should get married. Oh wow, and and I'm scared that that could happen. Well, I have that's w- that's why you do the counseling. Yeah, I've had one where uh, I did premarital counseling, and then um, after we did that, the the first premarital counseling, I normally just do one. Mm-hmm. I said we need to do another one, and you guys need to do certain things. Yeah. So when they came back, if they didn't do those things, yeah, or right. one of them didn't do those things, then all of a sudden that's a huge red flag of see right. this right. is a problem. But they both did it. Yeah. So there. So when you're willing to put the work in, it it's a right. lot right. different. Same. But. Anyways, yeah. So we've talked about how uh, how everybody knows what time of year it is, right? Fall. And uh, what is a thing that that churches always do uh, during? I don't know where fall, this October whatever started, uh-huh. but the most popular thing is to serve candy out of the trunk of your car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Trunk first of all, that's stranger danger all over it. <laughs> like, hey, come to our church, go to all of our cars. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. If you reach in deep enough, there'll be candy there. <laughs> well, if your if your church is doing a trunk or treat that way, then that then that's a red flag. But um, yeah, that's what the fall festivals, uh, costume parties, uh, all those sort of things. Or if you um, if you want to go back into the '90s or the old school stuff, uh, then you do hallelujah night. <laughs> we're the only ones that are, we, are we the only ones yeah but it was basically fall festival it was, it was the same was. thing yeah except just, it was on halloween yeah yeah, yeah. as an yeah, alternative it was in, it was in place yeah, yeah correct so it was that was exactly what it was so maybe we were ahead of the curve we were <laughs> so, for anyway. sure ahead of the curve but uh yesterday i went and um and i ordered some subs and i went to go pick them up what, from, kind, of, what kind of subs you get uh philly cheesesteak what'd you get on it uh, lettuce, mayonnaise, fried onions, and hots. No tomatoes, huh? No, no. I, you know, I I like tomatoes now. Actually, I didn't. What What happened? What changed? I just started to eat them. You ever eat a tomato sandwich? No, I'm not. I'm not that. I'm not. I all will. In. I'll toast mayonnaise, tomatoes, salt, pepper. That's disgusting. <laughs> Ew, Eric. I so, mean, sometimes I put lettuce on it, which that's just uh, gives a crunch. That's texture. just a, that's just an LT. <laughs> that's all that is um anyway so i went and as i'm going to pick up these subs I, I go and i pick it up because i'm not paying for delivery and um and so i go and i pick it up i walk in this uh restaurant little sub shop and on the counter was uh was like a flyer for a fall festival for a church and so i, I picked up whenever i see something like that i always pick it up and i'm always like 
let me check this out. <laughs> let me see what they got going on Because this right? is, because you live right yeah, where this your church is. Like, is. This is like This is your distance. stomping ground. This is, this is my backyard. <laughs> this is your turf. All right, this is walking distance from my house, and I only live, I live less than a mile away from where we meet for church. So I'm like, who is this advertising in my neck of the woods, right? This is like, uh, uh, you know, I'm kind of upset about this. So I see this flyer. And I pick it up and I look at it and the flyer looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. But and I see that they're I see their website and I'm like, I'm gonna check out their website, <laughs> see who these people are. So I go to their website because I didn't know the church, which is unusual. I would normally know know the church. And uh, and so I go to the website and I'm looking at it and I realized that my mentality with this was I hope this church sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I hope this church doesn't know what they're doing. Like, I and and yeah. I, I was hoping for it to be like a bad church because you have a fall festival coming up. Yeah, yeah, we have a fall festival coming up as well. Um, and uh, I don't remember if it was on the same day or not. But anyway, so uh, yeah, we have one. coming If it up is, we're going. We're oh. I'm taking the family to that. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I and as I'm going through and I'm looking at their website and then I'm kind of like, man, this church actually looks like they know what they're doing. And I was like disappointed. You, you were rooting for them to be a yes. terrible church. I wanted them to be a bad church so that I could feel better about what, what I'm doing and with what we're doing as City on a Hill. And then uh-huh. all of a sudden I was like, wait a second. Like this isn't this isn't how I'm supposed to That's the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. Some people would call that a conscience, others would call it the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so I was like, oh man, I was actually like rooting for this church mm-hmm. to not do a good job so that because even if this church did suck, let's say, it's not like I'm going to get anybody from that church. Yeah, you know, I I, what, I, have, so what, I don't even know who goes. I know nobody who goes to this. If church. you're self-examining yourself, what do you think deep down? Why did you want it to not be good? Because I wanted everybody to think that my church, that I'm the pastor of, is the best church out there. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I wanted to yeah. happen. If I'm being honest, and so yeah, and, and that's a very natural thought. Yeah, to have of like. Well, this is like the competition thought. It's, oh, yeah. You think it's a competition. Yeah. When we say all the time it's not supposed to be, mm-hmm. we're, what, as a church, what's your mission as the church? It's to bring people closer to Jesus. So, no matter what it takes. the kingdom of God, no matter what it takes. What, and that includes if it takes another church doing it. That includes, <laughs> that includes if it takes somebody coming to your church and not liking it and needing to go to another church to get closer to God. So that's what you want to believe. Yes. <laughs> and that's what I preach and that's and that's what I yep. say and uh, and and that is what I believe. Yeah. But it's hard when you're actually in there because your natural instinct is to be like, yeah, but the best thing for everybody is to come to my yeah, church. Yeah, but my church is awesome. Yeah, that's why. if you can't do it in my church, you can't do it anywhere else. So I want to ask you then, Eric, as since you're starting a new church um, that we that we talked about before, launching September of 2018 mm-hmm. is the plan. Mm-hmm. Um and and since since I planted a church too, and I know what the whole process is like, um, what sort of uh, feelings have you come have you discovered uh, in planting a church? Like, basically, the the hard part is you need to form a launch team mm-hmm. of people. Yeah, and that's not going to be people who aren't already Christians, really. Yeah. It's, it's people who are committed to the church. Yeah, who's yeah. going to be your core team of people? Yeah. So what that means is. They have they're they're going to be coming from another, another church, church most is, likely is probably the case yeah or they're like friends with you or whatever it is so what have you discovered in 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 this process well I'll even go further back because the church I was working at before connections I helped plant that church mm-hmm. and we were coming from a really big church that that was part of their mission so taking people from that church 
was it wasn't taking people it was, right. it, was easy. it was they were they were saying go mm-hmm. like they were encouraging people to go and that's exactly home. what happened with that would happen with you so um but so we started and we weren't i weren't connections wasn't a big church by mm-hmm. the time you started we're at like 140 people something like that so um maybe actually less than that so when you started we lost people when you started because other people felt called to go to you mm-hmm. and our natural thought and process was what the heck yeah. like how why is Shane taking our people right. why is all this stuff when literally we started the same process we I think it's just natural for every church to want to be open when you're receiving the openness yeah yeah <laughs> and then when you need to be the one that's open and giving and sacrificing you right. go well this is mine right, right. this is my money mm-hmm. this is my people when it's not right god is going to call people to go to different places that's that's what he does and there's gonna be times where he's gonna call he's gonna call people to start help me start impact church um in a year he's gonna call them to be there for a year and then, then they might leave yeah that's just and it's not that i can do about it so our natural, I remember ha- being in board meetings and people going, why is Shane taking all of our people? People were mad mm-hmm. at you for mm-hmm. taking people when you weren't taking people, you were just open. If someone right. says they want to go, they want to help you now start, like that's, they're mm-hmm. allowed to do that and you're allowed to let them do well, you can't, you can't say, no, you're from Connection, you got to stay at Connections. So we, when we all of a sudden started having to check ourselves because we naturally fell into that trap. Now that I am, I am working towards new church plant and I'm trying to get people my process with this is I'm there's some people I'm just asking like mm-hmm. hey I want you to come I there was like probably six or six eight people that I said I want you to come with me mm-hmm. really close friends of mine um, they're all going to another church but I deliberately asked and before I did I went to the pastor that hey I'm asking these people to come with me just so you know they said okay yeah everyone else I just like I call it fishing I just put the bait out and let somebody if someone nibbles at all then I'll talk to them but if they don't then I won't say anything um, since then. I've started to feel from other churches the sometimes mm-hmm. some of them are like open. You have a, someone gave me a fishing license. Yeah. Um, that is what they called it, which was awesome. Other people were like, well, hold up. And, and I've started to feel that like, be careful. Don't. So yeah. it's the natural thing of like you're in competition almost, even with another church plant that's mm-hmm. starting up. I've definitely started to feel that from the very beginning. And yeah. I'm trying to work through that. And I, I don't want to like take people and feel guilty about it. But at the same time, if people want to come, I need people. Right, right. And I don't want to, them to not do what God's calling them because I'm afraid of hurting someone's feelings. Yeah. And that's, that's what I've had to remind myself of because city on a hill is going to lose people as well with with your church plant that's just going to happen mom and dad yeah yeah and um (laughs) and uh and so it's weird that just like a a year and a half ago i was planting and and i was like you know you know these churches need to be okay with it like Mm -hmm. it's you know this is what i'm not and i didn't go and poach anybody it just naturally happens when you start a new church it just naturally will happen Um, and so, and then now, not even a year and a half later, I'm in the other shoes where I'm like, oh man, I don't want this person to leave. I don't want this person to leave. Yeah. And I had to remind myself that if God called this person to go somewhere else, then even then if they stayed, we would not benefit and they would not benefit. Yeah. There's a way to do when, when some of this is happening, there's a mindset you're going to have. And I think it's a, it starts to affect the whole culture. And if the mindset is, and this goes with when church planning is happening, when the church down the street is doing an event, all that stuff, if the mindset is, this is ours, yeah, yeah, don't touch this, right? It goes throughout the whole church. If yeah. the up, if the top people have that, but if the top people have 
the mindset of, you know what, this church plant starting, anyone that wants to go, go. Mm-hmm. And we want to support them. And if we lose 15 families, then we lose 15 families, but we're going to help this church. We're going to do what God's calling us to do. There's a, that's a whole different mindset. Yeah. There's a church down the street that is doing an event, and we're going to help them, and it's not going to benefit us at all. It's just going to benefit people. Yeah. That's a mindset. Yeah, yeah. And, and when the top does that, you feel it. And when the top is competitive, you feel it. Mm-hmm. And we, and because the same thing you felt, we had to do the same thing when you started because right. we had the same mindset when we're on the same team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it really, this is similar to like tithing for a church. It's, it's really what it is. For like, if you take think of like an individual tithing from their salary and a church basically, even though people aren't just, you know, money or whatever, but church tithing with people, you know, you d- it doesn't make sense and you don't want to send people out. Just like you don't want to give 10% of your money and it doesn't make sense to give 10% of your money to the church. Like how could you be better off by giving 10% away, yeah. right? But God blesses those who give. Mm-hmm. It, it, it just at, that's the way that God works. It doesn't have to make sense to us, and it mm-hmm. doesn't have to make sense to our budget or our attendance. But church, and and this is what I this, and the reason why I say that is because statistically speaking, churches that plant other churches grow three times faster than churches who don't. Mm-hmm. So churches that are giving people away are growing way faster than churches who don't give people away, mm-hmm. which is crazy because and all that is saying that's to me not is not logical. That, no, but what it's saying is. God is in, is blessing those who are willing to give and realize that I don't own these people, yes. I don't own these resources, mm-hmm. and I don't own this area, and I should be super excited about a church that's killing it with an awesome fall festival with these kids that I don't even know, right? Like mm-hmm. I should be super excited about this church that is thriving down the road from me instead of being upset and being like, oh man, I wish that they weren't doing good so we would have more people. I should be excited about those things. Mm-hmm. Like even just th- this morning, I went to the grocery store and we had Jonathan Moynihan on here um, on the podcast a while ago, and he's a pastor at uh, Mosaic, which is a church that is just right down the road from me. And there, I went. I went there three weeks ago, and they they kill it. They are awesome. Yeah. If you if you are looking for a really good church to go to, uh, go to City on a Hill, then go to Impact Church, <laughs> then go to Mosaic. Hold up, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no, then go to Connections, and then go to Mosaic. So, just kidding, uh, obviously. But uh, Mosaic is a really really successful church in our area mm-hmm. and I, what happens all the time is I'm out in public and I see people wearing their shirts all the time I they're just, so comfortable they're the most comfortable I shirts have, I, I went just to get a shirt <laughs> we talked about it if you don't believe us we really think very highly of these shirts because we asked Jonathan about it when he was on our podcast And uh, but just this morning I saw somebody wearing a mosaic shirt and I was almost like ah man another person at mosaic right? like that's my initial attitude and mentality uh, without even trying yes and, and I have to remind myself that I should be so Super excited about this person that found their home at Mosaic. Yeah, because I know that they're in really good hands, and Mosaic is doing awesome things. Most church leaders will say that they are are okay with the win being someone going to another church. Yeah, and but they're lying yeah, most yeah. of the time. You never. It's never. It doesn't feel good when that happens. No, and we had we, we had a lot of that. We had like five families leave mm-hmm. when you started, and we had to go through that, and we felt like like betrayed a little bit yeah we felt hurt a little bit and then we had to remind ourselves of it's not like they're going and not going to church anymore right where there's plenty of people that stopped doing that we didn't we weren't as upset about them yeah yeah we were more upset point. about the church people that went to another church than yeah. we were about the church people that stopped going to church completely right, right. um 
Because that way it's like, well, what do we do wrong? Where this one's like, well, they just don't like God, I guess, anymore. Yeah. Where we should be uh, devastated when that happens. Um, just like the the parable that Jesus gave of the of the farmer throwing the seed, oh, yeah. and some come up a little bit, some get gets uh, smushed out or choked out, and some actually grow. Mm-hmm. We should we shouldn't be happy that it grew a little bit and then get got choked out. A farmer would not be happy with that. Yeah. We if if someone leaves, we want to we need to be devastated and try to get them back. But we're a lot of times our natural inclination is to be competitive, mm-hmm. and we're so concerned about keeping our people so we can do our thing. And and they don't go to somewhere else or or anything like that. Well, it's like personal. That. When it, it feels like when they go somewhere else, then it was like, well, it's it it wasn't God's fault. It was my fault. Like yep. they, they just didn't like my preaching style, or, yep. or they didn't like the way that we did things, or whatever it is. And then that hurts a little bit more than the person who just stops going to church, because then you can put the blame on that person, and you can say, well, yeah, they just yep. don't know. Yep. They just That's don't. Good. They're, they're not close enough with God. But when they go somewhere else, then the blame goes on you. You feel like, mm-hmm. which is not true. Yeah, it's not true because sometimes God just calls somebody to go somewhere else. But the feeling as the pastor is. Man, could I have been better? Could could I have reached out to them more often? Could I have taken them out to coffee? You know, whatever it is, and you start going through all of these sort of things in your mind, which is really just the devil just trying to get you distracted yeah. on, on 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 the people who are actually lost. Have you had a family come? Because you're kind of new, so have you yeah. had like a person or family come to you and say, "Hey, so well, you know, I'm going go somewhere else, and there's nothing against you, and have, no. you're going to have that yeah, eventually." I know. I've had people leave and go other places, but, but they, they didn't like talk, talk to you. To no, no, no. Um, so we've had people that were like committed members for five, six years, yeah. and it just felt like they it was time to move on. Mm-hmm. And they come up and talk to us, and it makes it still doesn't make it very easy. Yeah. It's still like okay, but but what did I? What 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 is it about us that we yeah. did? We did something what wrong. What could we obviously. do better? And sometimes just like you know what, I think our time here is done, mm-hmm. and it's time for me to go somewhere else and and use what I have yeah. now or or whatever. Sometimes that's just what happens. Um, but it's the natural competitive selfishness yeah. of yeah. us that we <laughs> we kind of root deep down for someone else to fail yeah. so ours looks better. And every every pastor has to feel this on some level. Yeah, I do. At you times. have to. I, you have to keep checking yourself on yeah. it. Yeah, so it, it is kind of interesting, and it's something that um, that you don't always expect mm-hmm. when you get started. But it, just last night, like I said, I mean, I was checked, sitting, waiting for my sub to 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 be done being made, and I'm just sitting there, just looking through this church's website, just hoping they're terrible, and they look awesome. Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, man, I'm such a jerk. Since so. since we've started the this church plant process, um, started in like September, we haven't. That that was my like last August was my last month at Connection. So, um, just I've been just working full time for the church plant. So every Sunday, I normally go to another church, yeah. either just to check it out, or I'll go to your church, or mm-hmm. just kind of do like recon to see how they're doing things. Yeah, and I go and I like like to see successful stuff, and I like to like okay, I see it. Someone greeted me here. Someone did this, that, mm-hmm. and checking all this other stuff. Um, but at the same time, I kind of hope. Or I'm very critical, and I yeah. find like the smallest thing to be like, "See, mm-hmm. they don't they know what they're doing. They're not doing it right. See, I don't like yeah. that. They didn't read deep and wide by Andy Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, and that's just my natural thing too. Yeah. Where, where it's been so refreshing when during this whole church process, because I mean, you know it um, better than anybody. But so far, this has not been an easy mm-hmm. process at all. Um, we have to raise all of the money completely, yeah, which yeah. is which is different than what we've normally had to do. Um, just 
wait, I, I'm not, I currently don't have a job right now. I need to raise a certain amount in order to, to have a job. Um, so I'm wrestling with some of that stuff. It's been so relieving when I meet people and leaders that get past that competitiveness mm-hmm. that we all have yeah. that I struggle with and are just open. Right. Like I met um, Josh who listens here and Josh um, Green. Yeah who is from Mosaic. And he said, I, when I saw him there, he showed me around. He did all the stuff because he was one of the greeters there. He said, hey, let's get coffee and I'll tell you everything I know about this church. Yeah. And he did. And he, and he gave me information that I needed. He gave me stuff that I needed. I was like, oh, it's like just here. Yeah, do take this. We're on the same team. Let's go. Um, there's a church in Frederick. Man, listen in Frederick. Um, it's called Collective Church. They just planted this September. I've been meeting with Michael, who's the pastor. And since I've been meeting with him, he has been the most open about mm-hmm. everything. He said, all of my forms I have, I'm going to send it to you right now. Um, he knows I have, to, I have to raise all the money. He had to do the same thing. Here, let me show you how I did it. Yeah. All this stuff. It's a completely one-sided friendship at this point. He is only <laughs> given to me. I was like, hey, I need, I'm a drummer. If you need a drummer one week, yeah. like I just want to help out however I can with you. But yeah. I went and they're killing it. And they're also that like openness of... And, and, he, and one of the times I went, he said, oh, the, most of the people that are from Marysville, I'll tell them about your church. Like you're just starting, man. You, yeah, you, you yeah, need yeah. people, and he's already like, "Hey, if there's anyone in Marysville that wants that, this is too far of a drive. I'll tell them to come to yours." Like that, having that is so refreshing when you're in my shoes. But then I could see in five years after you've already planted, going right back to my old self yeah. if I don't keep it in check. It if I don't have people like saying, "Hey, dude, like watch what you're doing," because mm-hmm. it's just a natural thing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just interesting to think about and weird to think about. But you know, we're no different than than anybody else. Yeah, and it's not just pastors it's not just leaders it's it's people like if you're listening and you just are a go to your church i'm sure you've had this where you mm-hmm. felt like well why are you going you should be going to this church why are you going to that church yeah um and we encourage you to fight against that because yeah. the nothing is worse than splitting up the church absolutely so. so well and with all that being said we'll, we'll close out the podcast by just reminding you that you should not listen to any other podcast besides Not Your Mama's Christian Podcast. Well, this is different. We own you. <laughs> this is this is different. <laughs> this is for sure different. Yeah. Churches go wherever yeah, church you yeah, want. Yeah, but there's only podcast, one podcast to listen this to. It, this is it. This is the only one. Um, if you want to find out more information about this podcast, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, we're joking, kind of. Um, more more information you can go to our Facebook page. You can um, go to our website mm-hmm. nymchristianpodcast.com. Yep. You can give us a five star review. We have not gotten a new one in a long time. Yeah, come on. So what the heck are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah, you guys don't like it anymore, right? Come Emily, on. Emily, I don't think you've given one. I don't has she? I don't know. Emily, yeah, Emily, you only stalk us. <laughs> <laughs> At least you can do it. Yeah, a come five on. star review. Um, yeah, maybe you know what it is since Topper's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody cares anymore. They're like, well, we don't want to give him a one star review, so we'd rather yeah. give him nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Mom said, don't have anything nice to say. Don't say anything at all, right? Um, and there's also, if you want to support us by listening, that we love that by giving us five star review. That's that's very helpful, and you can always support us um, through Patreon, which would be great. Um, we we had a couple more new people jump on to that, so thank you very much. That helps for um, yep for doing that. And if you want to know more about uh, city on a hill where can you go to see to get that um well we're actually having a new website Ooh. so uh by the time this is released it, it'll, it'll be out so uh it, it, it's city on a hill md.com for maryland oh what was it it was city on a hill cc oh, oh no i'm sorry not dot com dot oh, no. org. oh no oh no org. <laughs> oh no oh no no oh, scratch, scratch, scratch. <laughs> yeah, I'll, hey I'll, I'll edit all this <laughs> yeah, out okay oh, don't great. worry it's city on a hill md.org not dot org. Dot com. Dot com was taken huh 
Um, I guess so. I There's a know. City on a Hill church in Maryland. I don't know if that kind of <laughs> I don't. I don't know why we, it's .org, but it is. Whatever. So. Um, and if you want to know more about Impact Church, um, impactchurchmd.com. Oh, just because don't worry about your org. Yeah. Um, so if you want to, obviously there's not much on that. We're doing a lot of fundraising, that kind of stuff. But if you want to know more information about it, you can do that. Um, so yeah, that's about it. So how do you want to close this out, Shane? So I figured that a good way to, to close this out. And I know that this is uh, more than a week after this has happened, but the, the legendary Mr. Tom Petty. Had he did a Super Bowl, passed didn't he? Away. Did he? I think he did. He may have. I think it was right after like, that nip slip with with uh, Jan Jackson, so yeah, they're re- yeah. extra like, yeah, very conservative. Well, you know, that. you know that Justin Timberlake's supposed to be doing the halftime for the next Super Bowl. Is he the first time since? What's your favorite Super Bowl halftime? Uh, Bruno was good. Uh, Bruno was good. Yeah, you know, I was excited about Coldplay, and they weren't that good. Yeah, they weren't that great. I, Paul I, McCartney I, wasn't that great. I, I thought he was a little boring. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, I like Paul know. McCartney. I don't know. Uh, probably Nelly. Halftime? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He wore, um, it was the Ravens' first one, and he wore half Ravens jersey, half, half Giants. Giants jersey. Was that, but he wasn't like the main one. He came out. Didn't yeah, he? but it was still Nelly. Well, and I guess that he they had Nelly because Ray Lewis uh, always dances to his I song. I have no idea why. Anyways, all right, well, enough about that. Tom Petty has has passed away, and uh, we figured that we should end the podcast. He has a by lot of singing. good songs. He's, he's good. <laughs> we should end the podcast by singing a Tom Petty song. The, probably his most popular one. Do you want to start it off? Yeah, yeah, I'll start. All well, right. there's, there's a couple popular ones, but yeah, this is... And hey, if, as you listen, just sing along with us. Yeah, Come on. Yeah, join, us, join us in remembering yeah. Tom. This might not be the best way for us terrible singers to try right. to sing it, but we're doing we're it in an honorable way. All right. A one, a two, a one, <laughs> that's two, not, three. That's not it. All right. A one, sing. a two, okay, a one, two, three, four. She's a good girl, loves her mama, loves Jesus and America too. It's a Christian, it's a Christian song. She's a good girl. <laughs> So crazy about Elvis. Elvis loves horses and a boyfriend too. It's a long day uh, living in Reseda. Where's Reseda? I have no idea. There's a freeway running through the yard. Uh-huh. I'm a bad oh, boy. That's weird. So I don't even miss her. I'm a bad uh. boy. Breaking her heart, and I'm free, free falling, falling, falling. Yeah, I'm free, free falling. Tom Petty, buddy, rest in peace. Thank you for listening to Not Your Mama's Christian Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a nice review. To support the podcast, you can go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash nymchristianpodcast. Music provided by The Revived. Check them out at therevivedmusic.com. Stay connected with us by liking us on Facebook and following us on Twitter and Instagram.